This is episode eight. My name is Irvin Kintin, and it is March 30th, 2018. Today was a very beautiful day, great energy. Went into, went into the school and taught a 5.30 class for the Black Belt Club, some of the juniors, the kids. And then right after, I had some training time for myself at 6.30. In the middle of the of my own training session, I happened to just kind of stop, look out the window, and I saw one of the most beautiful golden sunsets I've ever seen here in Virginia Beach. Like the entire sky was just lit up with this color. It was amazing. And it made me think of all the things that I have in my life that I'm blessed to have. And then it made me think of other different uh, of different thoughts that connect to it. And it led me to thinking of an interview that I had a few years back with Pomana Tuan Chris Sayak. We got the chance to sit down and I got to ask him some questions, although very brief, about the cultural evolution of the Filipino martial arts. I thought this would be a great time to re-release this episode. Here's the interview. I actually had a conversation with uh, an MMA coach not too long ago, and he said, I remember I actually was training with him, and we did everything separately. We did like the kickboxing separately to Filipino martial arts separately, then we did some grappling stuff separately. But they, today, he can see like some of these kids, they're, they're training everything all at the same time. So it's kind of making the martial arts community like really evolved in the sense of like, how martial arts is being presented to people. Some people see it from sports. Some people still uh, try to hold on to traditional stuff. And then some people take it to a whole new level, like in combat. And I kind of felt the same way when it comes to how I draw lineage up from me, uh, who my teachers were, and how I'm passing it down to my kids. So it kind of became related on, like, my son Gino. If I took my lineage, I could draw up uh, with multiple lines. But Gino, my my, son, my oldest son, he can actually create one direct line to me. And some of the other lines are kind of uh, here and there. But my, like I would say over 90% of his training came directly from me. So when I look at him, I see the evolution of how he's thinking. In, in this sense, it would be like... Filipino martial arts, what would it look like? Because now he knows kickboxing and the grappling. Right. What would it actually turn into? So that's kind of where I was, I was yeah. thinking. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you. It's just that it's so so rich in information. So you're talking about Filipino people in general. Mm-hmm. Filipinos are innovators. You could drop a Filipino anywhere, they will adapt. So in Filipino martial arts, Filipinos are like the, the super innovators of, of the martial arts. You know, they absorb every martial art, integrate it, remanufacture it, and, you know, new systems are born. And, like, not just uh, contemporary systems, but really genius systems. And Filipino talent pool is, like, unlimited. You know, there's, there's so much talent in the individual Filipino that, you know, each Filipino is a system in itself. So when you take a Filipino and you give him a stick, you give him a knife, you give him a gun, I mean, he's going to be good at everything. No matter what sport. I mean, look right now. I mean, you got Pacquiao, like, number one, like, athlete in the world, right? Filipino. You got Efren Reyes, billiards master. You know, so, I mean, you have Filipinos everywhere. And then, 
and Filipinos are now getting a break. You know, not just in martial arts, but in in all categories, movies and everything. So, Filipino pride is a is a big, big thing in in the Filipino martial arts. So, as Filipinos are recognizing their heritage, they immediately like go right into their training, and you know, and it's always some coincidence that you know an uncle, a grandfather, a cousin, some relative is a master trainer someplace who does backyard training or just trains by themselves. So. You know, when I was introduced, you know, it's the early 70s, and Filipino martial arts was pretty much unknown like uh, a lot of the other martial arts, because you know, it wasn't mainstream, and there weren't too many Filipinos in the States yet, on the, along the East Coast. But as, as time goes on, I mean, one Filipino comes in, and it makes a difference. Another Filipino comes in, and then uh, the spread of uh, the Filipino martial arts and how each one adapted to certain disciplines, like one Arnis master would gravitate towards the karate uh, industry. One an Eskrima master would gravitate towards the, the judo industry. You know, one would gravitate towards the Aikido and Kung Fu and the spread. And the next thing you know, it's like, uh, we're involved with every martial art discipline. So Filipino martial arts is just it's like a machine that absorbs other systems, other technology, and remanufactures it. And it's packaged, you know, the Filipino way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for centuries, I mean, we, we've been known, Filipinos have been known as innovators. And it doesn't change in the martial arts. What we see is like, yeah, our Filipino martial arts be integrated in every martial arts across the, the world. Just because, you know, it's completely different from your standard martial arts. You know, one of the the main things of Philippine martial arts is, is that it is family oriented. It's always closed door. It's always a one on one. It's very intimate. It's very private. And you know, and the dedication and loyalties are different from like other systems. So I mean, it's uh, once you're in, you're 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 part of the family. And you know, and like any other family, you'll you'll have family problems, but not martial problems. But as, as far as uh, where we go, I mean, you mix any Filipino martial artist in any system, they excel. So they actually make other systems better because you know, they're, they're encountering tactics that they have never seen before. So it forces them to escalate. And in return, I mean, we see the growth, so we escalate also. So it's a, like a, a very equal growth. But, you know, we have the, we have the edge because... You know, our technology is higher. You know, our, our way of uh, thinking is systemizing. And we work in formulas. And, you know, our strength is our core pride. You know, we, what it is to be a Filipino. And, you know, like I said, you know, we, we are the Filipinos in Filipino martial arts. Okay. You had mentioned earlier one time when uh, you talked about the culture and being able to reabsorb some of that. And myself, I know, being from... From military family, um, I actually was born in Japan, but then I was majority of the time I lived here in the United States. Um, so I would say most of my life I, I grew up as a, a Filipino American. How how do you see the connection between some of the the Filipinos that try to reconnect in the terms of like legacy history, and then and at the same time still being innovators is kind of difficult to go between between the, the heritages. 
Yeah, well, that's that's uh, one of the problems amongst the Filipinos is that we're all innovators. And the Filipinos who are still in the Philippines, who have never made it outside the Philippines, have completely different viewpoints from, from us you know, outside the Philippines. Like, our, we're stateside. So uh, we have certain freedoms. We're allowed to do certain things, and our growth is, like, it's unlimited. So as far as, uh, you know, marketing and strength and, and notoriety and, and growth, we're stronger outside the Philippines because there's more for us to, to deal with. There's, all the other styles are outside the Philippines, so we get to encounter all of them firsthand. So, you know, instead of... Uh, an alien force coming to the Philippines and, you know, the, the Filipinos working their battles and against only that culture. We're already in the other cultures and we're battling them all every day. So we have the edge. So that kind of causes a conflict with the uh, Filipinos that are still at home. Because they see us, yeah. They see us as, a, you know, as almost like non-Filipinos, but we're pushing for the same thing. Hmm. It's almost like more of an, more to access on resources being able to spread out and, and be able to have not not much more as a, of a presence, but being able to, to utilize most of that, that what you're talking about. Right. Well, here in the, like we're in the United States, we can network to 50 states. We can network to Europe and the rest of the country. It's easy for us because, you know, our economy lets us do that. Either our lifestyles let us do that. We're, we're allowed to travel freely without visa problems and, you know, any other problems. And like I said, our our scale, our pay scales are different from, from our, our people in the Philippines. So, like I said, they're kind of trapped on the island while we're outside doing all the battling. You know, they, they tend to look at us as foreigners, but, you know, we're, we, we fight to be the same. You know, so we're here in the, outside the Philippines representing the Philippines, and we kind of take a, a little conflict for that because uh, what's expected is for us in in the United States and outside the Philippines to bring back to the Philippines. And there's just so many Filipinos who are, are you know, below the poverty line. It's hard to reach all of them. And, you know, each one of them wants some sort of recognition. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and if we try that an exchange program, it's still difficult because, you know, Filipinos will kill Filipinos, you know, to, to get ahead. And, you know, that, that's what we do. We're good at it, you know. So, but it also transcends in in, in business and in, in our our own culture. I mean, Filipinos are fighters by nature, so you know that's not going to change. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, thanks, Tuan. I really appreciate your your thoughts. I mean, uh, these. I just see the as I get more into um, into training, um, I just see so much of the evolution. It's not just from one small sect to another, but being able to grow outside of that, especially being a part of uh, organizations such as Sayakali and, and being able to meet different people and uh, not from a not from a soloist point of view, but an integration that you were talking about, being part of the family and really grow in that way. So you know, I really appreciate a lot of the time share that, and then being able to take some time out of your day to be able to have this conversation with me. So. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, you're doing a great job for the Filipino martial arts. Thank you, sir.